Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. I was um, doing some Bible study with some friends this week and uh, we were reading Romans chapter 15. And as we were reading this, this one scripture that stood out and um, it really struck me and I was meditating upon it. And I want to just share a few thoughts around it. Romans 15 verse 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. What a powerful verse. Um, as I was meditating on this verse, it's truth and the powerful revelation, not only of who God is, but what a relationship with God leads to. Um, I, I want to share just a few thoughts around it. You know, the Apostle, Apostle Paul was praying, um, he was praying for the church in Rome that God would fill them with something. That they overflow as they trust in him. It's a powerful uh, concept, if I may, Paul prays to the Christians, for the Christians, that, that as they put their trust in God, that God would fill them, would fill them with joy and peace until they overflow. Oops. Until they overflow with peace such a powerful concept that he may fill us with joy and peace until we overflow with hope as we trust in him so from this place of trust in god that god would come and do something by the power of the holy spirit to fill us with joy and peace until we overflow with hope which is such a powerful concept hmm. just want a drink of this uh, joy and peace quickly Man searches to be fulfilled in life. It's something that drives man. It motivates man as we constantly searching to be fulfilled in life. And, and one of those things that we, that we are looking for to be fulfilled, three things so powerful is joy, peace, and hope. Joy we try to find in, in this world through, through wealth, success, fame, sex, achievement. Man tries to find joy in so many things in the world, but true joy can only be found in God. Man tries to find his peace, that, that sense of rest without strife and fear. We try to find peace in our achievement, in our relationship, in our circumstances. We try to find it in this world, but lasting peace can only be found in God. And if you don't have peace, you lose your joy. And then there, is, then there is hope. If you don't have hope, you will lose both. Hope is such a powerful thing. Hope is a positive future expectation. Hope is what keeps us positive. 
a positive future expectation that things are going to be better. No matter what your circumstances, no matter, no matter how severe it may be, if you have hope, you will always remain positive. No matter what your circumstances, if you have hope, you will always remain positive. Hopelessness, on the other hand, leads to despair. If you don't have hope, you become hopeless, and hopelessness soon leads to despair. And the definition of despair, according to the Oxford Dictionary, is so simple. It is the feeling that there is no hope and that you can do nothing to improve or change a difficult and worrying situation. If we don't have hope, it leads to despair, where we believe there's nothing we can do to change our circumstances and the situation that we're in. And I was recently listening to an interview on the radio. Um, you know, as I was dropping off the kids, you know, in Armanus, it takes you five to ten minutes to drop off your kids. If it's peak traffic, 15 minutes. I don't know if you live there, Anakant, maybe a bit longer. But this was a five-minute drive. It was just a five-minute conversation. I overheard of two professors um, speaking on the topic of financial planning and the future of our country. How do you do financial planning in South Africa in the context of our future as a nation? And that was the topic, and the two professors were sharing, and, and this one professor said that he is an extreme optimist. It's very interesting. He said that if you were a pessimist, you're already doomed. You might as well leave the country. This is now in the context of financial planning and the future of our country. He says he's an extreme optimist because if you're a pessimist, you're already doomed. But if, for example, you're pessimistic about our country, you're not going to plan or position yourself for something good to happen. And if something good does happen, you will not be ready or prepared for it and you will probably miss the opportunity. But if you're optimistic, you're going to prepare and plan financially to be in a position that when things change for the better, you will be ready to make use of that opportunity. And then he said something very interesting for an optimist. He says, being optimistic is, of course, no guarantee that something good is going to happen. A positive mindset, wishful thinking, and being optimistic is no guarantee that things are going to change for the better. But at least if everybody is optimistic, we're all going to try and change the circumstances. But if everybody is opposed to being pessimistic, we're not even going to try to change our circumstances. But coming back to what Paul prays for the Christians in Rome, that as they trust in God, God would fill them with joy and peace until they overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Such a powerful prayer. Hope is a positive future expectation. But what makes the Christian hope different to the world's hope, to, to wishful thinking? What makes Christian hope so different is what it is based on. It is not based on positive energy, positive thinking, being optimistic, wishful thinking. It's based on something secure and solid and eternal. 
It is based on trust in God. It is our trust in God that leads us to overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a powerful thing to put your trust in. Paul starts off by praying that may the God of hope fill you until you overflow with hope as you trust in Him. Our trust is based on God. It is in God. We trust in His character. We trust in His word. We trust in His promises. We trust in His faithfulness. God does not change. He does not lie. He is God, all-powerful, eternal. He is God and nothing is impossible for Him. And He said, and what He said, He will do because He is able and faithful. God says, I love you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I have a plan for your life and I will turn everything for your good and I can do, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you and you will be with me in eternity forever. What a powerful God we serve and what powerful promises He grants us. So it doesn't matter what circumstances I face, I know God loves me. He has a plan for my life. A plan not to harm me, but to give me a future and a hope and to prosper me. Remember the word? And he said he will turn all things for my good. And through Christ that is in me, I can face and overcome all circumstances and know that in the end, I will be with him for eternity. That makes me extremely optimistic. It gives me hope. And not only in my own life, I have seen how God has done it throughout the ages. I've seen how God has come through on His Word. Our hope is not wishful thinking. It is trust in God and trust makes our faith real. I believe that boats can float on the ocean. Anybody has a boat? Why not? Something I don't know. But anyway, I believe and I have seen boats float on the ocean. My faith is not the problem. The problem is do I trust the boat right here in front of me? Do I trust this particular boat enough to get into it to go on the ocean? Not long ago, a friend of mine took me on a catamaran. You know what that is? It looks like two canoes that they strap together with a hammock. And then when the wind blows, baby, that thing goes. And they take you when the wind is blowing. It's not like a calm day on the sea. No, 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 no. You need the wind to blow. And this particular day, it was cloudy and there was waves. But this is the experienced guy. I obviously, it's my first time. I'm going on the ocean. But, you know, I trust you. So I got into the boat. Fortunately, the ocean is wet. Because I was too. And it wasn't just the sea. But anyway, let's not go into rhyming here. Um, the fact is, trust makes faith real. And trust leads to a positive action. I trusted, this, not the boat, I trusted this man enough to get into his boat. It led to a positive action. 
Paul is writing to believers who would soon be persecuted by a very corrupt and brutal political empire. Thousands of Christians were murdered for their faith. But they did not lose hope. And after some time, the Roman Empire became Christian. Amazing, isn't it? Who would have thought? They never stopped sharing their faith and the reason for the hope that they had. So how do we grow in hope? In that very same chapter, we read in Romans 15 verse 4, it says, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through endurance and encouragement, we may have hope. Now, first of all, the way we grow in hope is through the Scriptures. It says it so powerfully, everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that we may have endurance and encouragement to have hope. If you're in need of hope, Read the Word. As Christians, we should be reading the Word of God. Everything that was written in was written to teach us, to encourage us, and to give us endurance so that we may have a positive future expectation, which is called hope. When we read the Scripture, it's teaching us of who God is, His character, His faithfulness, and His promises. So that we can have hope. Because we trust in what we read. No, we trust in God. Through which is revealed in the word. So it's not that I believe the Bible. I believe God. The Bible is the record of what God said. But ultimately my faith is not in the book. It is in him. And what was recorded for me in this book. And that gives me great hope. I can see throughout the ages what God said he did. And even though he said to Abram in his old age, you will have a son that was impossible. And even though he had to wait 25 years for that son to come, guess what? The son came. God is Eternal, all-powerful, nothing is impossible for him. And what he says is able and faithful to do. Whether you are Joseph and you don't understand why your brothers hate you for simply sharing a dream that God gave you, why you need to be sold as a slave, why you need to be accused falsely, why you need to be imprisoned, why you need to be... doesn't matter. <laughs> Remain faithful in God, and he will do what he said. And so Joseph, Abram, Moses, and we can go through the list, that faith, the great years of faith, that faith in God. They put their trust in him. And guess what? God is faithful to do what he said. So as Christians, we need to read the word so that we know not just who God is, but what his promises are. And so that we can encourage one another. You see, you need two things because hope is a future expectation. It is of something still yet unseen. 
And to have hope in something that is still unseen, you need two things. You need endurance and encouragement. Endurance is the ability to continue through hardship until you reach the end. Who of you have ever run the Comrades Marathon? Here we go. I cannot give you endurance. It can only be developed. But that's a sermon on another time. But if I were to start, I'm not a runner. If I were to, to start the comrades tomorrow, you think I'll finish it without training? No. That's wishful thinking, man. That's wishful thinking. Endurance needs to be developed. It's another sermon. But there's one thing that we can give one another. It's called encouragement. We can encourage each other. And the way we encourage each other is through pointing to God, His character, His word, His promises, and His faithfulness. That's why Christians, we need to read the word so that we know who God is, what He promised, and that we ourselves not only can have hope, but that we can encourage others with the word as we point people back to who God is and His promises. And the most powerful thing we have We'll get to. But first, 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. And the most powerful way to do that is to point to who God is. And the most powerful hope that we have is our salvation and eternal life. That's the most powerful hope that we have in this life. That we indeed are redeemed, saved called into the family of God, and have a future for eternity, eternal life with God. That's why in that very same chapter in 1 Thessalonians 5 from verse 9, it says, For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with Him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. When you have faith and trust in God, hope is not only a byproduct. It is something supernatural by the power of the Holy Spirit that overflows. Hope overflows to those around us. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It overflows to those around us. Not just how we see life, but how we speak in act in this life. Hope becomes very practical in the way we live and speak. And so Christians become light in the midst of darkness, where people have lose hope and if full of despair, someone out there has hope. It becomes light in darkness as we have this positive future expectation that God is with us, not against us. That God will turn everything for our good and that is a plan for our lives. And as we follow him, he will lead us to where there is life and ultimately eternal life. That makes us different to the world. And we become light in the midst of despair and hopelessness. 
hope that we have becomes light in the darkness around us so that we can influence those around us who can only see darkness. And so let us grow in hope through reading the Scriptures and trusting in what we learn and by encouraging one another. Let us ask God to fill us with joy and peace until it overflows in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit so that we become the light and the salt that this world so desperately needs through faith and trust in God and that we will share this hope with those around us. And this is really what I want to share with you. And I'm going to ask that God will do that as we trust in Him. So how do we grow in hope? We look in the Scriptures who God is, what His promises are, and we put our trust in that, that we are willing to follow Him wherever He leads us. As David writes, the Lord is my shepherd. It's the one I follow. Therefore, I shall not I pray that we all will have this as our personal testimony, not just that of David, as we put our hope, faith, and trust in him. Let's close our eyes. Father, I pray this day, and I want to thank you, Lord, that even though we were all once in darkness, dead in our trespasses and sins, and had no hope as gentles for our salvation, you did something unimaginable, unthinkable to save us, to redeem us, to give us a future and a hope. You sent your own son who became a man to become sin, to be the sacrifice that satisfies you completely for eternity, that whosoever has faith in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. A life with you, not as servants, but as children, co-heirs with Christ, filled with your spirit for eternity. Lord, we want to thank you for this. You gave us a future and a hope, a plan for our lives, not to harm us, but to prosper us. And so, Lord, I want to pray, Lord, that you will fill us, Lord, with joy and peace by the power of your Holy Spirit, Lord, until it overflows in hope overflows in the world around us, Lord, that we will be the light, the city on a hill, the light on a lampstand. Lord, that we will bring hope, joy, and peace to the world around us as we point them back to the source, the reason for this hope, which is you. Oh God, I pray that it will become a reality in each and every life here today that we will trust you and follow you. Follow you where you lead us, through your word, your example, and through your spirit, where you lead us. Even though it is different to the world, God, you lead us out of despair into hope, into life. And Lord, I pray that we will not just ask you, but trust you so that we will follow you. So that we too may say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Lord, I pray this becomes real in each and every life here. As you fold them with joy and peace. Until it overflows in hope. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org. Browse our website, www.shofaronline.org. Or like us on facebook.com forward slash shofarpretoria.